Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chronic Fatigue and Burnout Recovery Podcast. In this episode today, I'm going to be talking about times in our healing journey where we may experience setbacks or we may experience more fatigue and more exhaustion and we may feel like we're possibly regressing even even though we feel like we're doing everything right. We feel like we have a plan and we're supporting ourselves, and yet we still don't really seem to be getting the traction that we would like in our healing journey. There's three main reasons that I'll touch on today and the purpose of this podcast is hopefully just to bring some of these things into your awareness and with that awareness to help you move forward in your healing journey in whatever way is relevant to you in this moment or in the future. So the first one I'm going to touch on is usually the most obvious. So very often when we are doing everything right, and and I love this sentence because it's one that comes up a lot with my clients is they say, oh, I'm doing everything right, but I don't feel like I'm making progress or I don't feel like I'm getting traction or, you know, whatever the expression may be. And I even remember saying this to myself in my own journey at one point in time is like, I feel like I'm doing everything. There's nothing else that I could be doing. Like, why do I still feel like this? And unfortunately, we do all have blind spots and we do all have the things that we don't know, we don't know, or we can't see for ourselves. But all of that aside, very often there can be this trying too hard. So sometimes we want to rush our healing. I definitely tried to rush my healing. I recruited my very strong and powerful inner achiever to project manage my healing journey. And she just wanted to do everything and rush ahead and show everybody in the world how fast she could heal. And as you can probably guess that that wasn't the most successful strategy or the most useful strategy to have when it comes to healing. So sometimes we can not be getting where we need to go or be experiencing a relapse or be experiencing more exhaustion because we are just still doing too much. That might be too much inner work, like working the nervous system too hard. It could also be too much physiological work. So I, I have you know clients who'll be doing sauna and cold plunges and parasite cleanse and mold detox and you know you name it and they're just doing everything. They just want to throw everything um, at their healing journey and you know just because people want to be well and they want to get well as fast as possible ideally but unfortunately we can only really heal as fast as the body allows us to heal and if there's too much pressure and there's too much going on the nervous system can kind of get its back up a little bit and sometimes we can experience a crash 
And I've also seen with clients as well is sometimes we, we're not necessarily doing too much. We're taking, you know, consistent, methodical, steady steps in the direction of healing. But sometimes that can still feel a little bit overwhelming. If actually what we're doing is working and it's working really well, there can also be this little bit of like a panic of like, <gasps> oh my gosh, what if I'm well now, then what? Or um, it can be overwhelming to actually be doing so well at times as well. So all of these things that I'm touching on, I would kind of lump in the category of um, doing too much. And you know, if we're doing too much, if we're pushing too hard, if we're trying to achieve at our healing, if we're putting too much pressure on, if we're... Um, you know, maybe even like working with a practitioner and taking several courses and just really ultimately at the end of the day, whatever we're doing is too much, then we can feel like we're doing everything, but maybe actually doing everything is in fact the issue. And what we need to do is less. And this is where it's so important that we learn our edges and healing in my opinion, or, or part of healing at, at the very least, is really helping us to meet our needs, is learning what our needs are, learning what our boundaries are, coming back into connection with ourselves, with our nervous system, and then honoring those needs, honoring those boundaries, honoring the nervous system. And so the more you progress through your journey, the more sensitive you'll be to your edges and when you're coming up against your edges. And then you'll know when to slow down, when to take a step back, how to pace better, all of these things which are really important part of the healing journey. And I can speak from experience here because I was typically an overcoper, somebody who would always take take things to her edge and then beyond. And as soon as something was working, then I would feel like, oh, this is working. Therefore, I need to do more. And, um, you know, sometimes when things are working, we should just not change anything and just stay with what's working instead of thinking, oh, now this has worked. Let's add on the next layer of X, Y, and Z and accelerate the healing even further. So in conclusion, one of the first reasons why we may feel more exhausted as we begin to heal is because we're actually just taking on too much, pushing too far, not respecting our edges, and therefore overwhelming the nervous system. And then that can cause a regression or a crash or a flare. And ultimately what we need to do in this scenario is slow down and take things a little bit more softly, a little bit more sensitively, and a little bit more gently. So that is reason number one. Reason number two, we may feel more fatigued, more exhausted, increase in symptoms as we work on our healing is if we're doing some sort of physiological protocol that might be maybe removing something like mold, removing parasites, removing yeast, removing bacteria, or encouraging some sort of toxin mobilization or detox. 
So essentially what happens if as we're working to kill off infections in the body is these infections, they like to go out in style. So as you kill off or remove some sort of bacteria, mold, yeast, parasite, etc., um, what they'll tend to do is produce toxins as as they die, often referred to as die off. You may experience an increase in toxicity in the body. But that should be a short thing. I usually say with clients, you know, anything from like a couple of days, like maximum 10 days. But if you're doing some sort of die off or remove protocol and you're still feeling unwell, like weeks and weeks later, then then there's something else going on there that needs to be addressed. But sometimes there can be a short term regression as we implement these die off or, or kill protocols or remove protocols. I usually use the word remove in practice because die and kill just sound a little bit, they're just a little bit too violent for my liking. Um, and, you know, that can get people's nervous systems up as well. But just remove is a nice word. So if we're doing any of these remove protocols, um, there may be a short term regression as the body deals with some of the toxicity that's being produced. And I mentioned here that, you know, if this is ongoing for a long period of time, there's, it's, it may just be that it's too much for the body. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to throw the baby out with the bath water. It just might mean that you need to scale back on the intensity of whatever you're doing, the amount of supplements you're taking, things like that. This also applies to detox protocols. So for example, when I had my mold exposure that I didn't know about, and then I started to use the sauna, which I had previously tolerated, then I started to get a lot of post-exertional malaise or increase in symptoms after using the sauna. And so what was essentially happening there is the sauna was possibly just mobilizing toxins faster than my body could handle. And therefore I was feeling worse for using the sauna. Um, the other thing that was maybe also happening there is just because a sauna does actually impact the cardiovascular system, there could have just been some post-exertional malaise there as well. But essentially, um, when I was sort of mobilizing more of the toxins through using the sauna, that was making me feel worse and not better. And so again, anything that you're doing that would mobilize toxins, whether that's um, exercise or heat exposure or lymphatic work or potentially supplements, which would um, you know, help the removal of toxins from the body or even losing weight. If you've lost, you know, a few pounds or kilos or, you know, half a stone or a stone, the, the toxins held in the fat cells have to go somewhere. And if you're losing weight, that could also make you feel worse in the short term. So if we're using, if we're working on anything that mobilizes toxins or if we're using supplements to remove or kill off infections in the body, there can be a short term feeling worse. But hopefully the longer term consequence of that feeling worse is feeling better. And I often see this with clients when they do the full moon parasite cleanse with me is they might feel like a little bit worse throughout the cleanse, but then afterwards they take a big upswing in terms of their energy, mental clarity, and overall symptoms. So it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Um, but I think Dr. Jill Christa says, 
it's too hard when it's too hard. So if whatever you're doing is making you feel worse and it doesn't feel manageable and it's going on for too long, then it's too hard and you either need to scale back um, if possible or stop and um, try again when the body has a little bit more resilience. So that is the second reason why you may feel worse even when you're working on your healing. And so then the final reason, which is um, probably the lesser known reason of feeling worse as you're feeling, as you're working on your healing, is because you're coming into contact with layers of fatigue and layers of exhaustion, which need to be regulated. And my favorite saying is what cannot be felt cannot be regulated and therefore as we work on ourselves especially for people with fatigue who have often I want to say maybe neglected their body or disconnected from their body or ignored their body or pushed things down for a long period of time there's some reconnection which needs to happen as part of the healing process and as as we reconnect to the body we're also going to connect with the unprocessed experiences which will need to be regulated and discharged from the body and so if you want to heal fatigue and exhaustion there needs to be a certain amount of fatigue and exhaustion that needs to be felt and here you're probably thinking but I feel fatigued and exhausted every day so why do I need to feel it even more and there's a difference here between knowing that you're fatigued and exhausted and just getting on with your day because you've developed all sorts of coping mechanisms to help you manage yourself day to day and fully embodying the experience of fatigue and exhaustion and then learning how to work with it to hold it somatically in the body and these are skills that I teach my one-on-one clients and skills that I teach my nurturing resilience clients as well and so here what I'll what I'll maybe I'll, what I'll share is like often when I'm working with a one-on-one client say somatically and we're working together and they notice um oh I'm I'm feeling really really tired now and the first inclination is to push that away like oh I mustn't you know we're, we're working together so I don't feel tired so that I don't feel exhausted so we need to do something to get rid of this tiredness and you know move it on or shift it from the body or um in- increase the processing and or something along those lines and my invitation usually in these moments is well first of all i'm thinking this could not necessarily always be a really good thing because now this person is coming into contact with their fatigue and i would usually invite well how would it be just to let that fatigue be there and they may say oh i feel really sleepy i just want to close my eyes and i say well why don't you just close your eyes i'm sure you'll know when when to open them again and there can almost be this resistance like if i let this fatigue and exhaustion be here i'm afraid it will never go away and the same with the invitation to close the eyes there's like a little bit of like hesitation like well if i close them i i I may just fall asleep or never open them again and you'll, you'll just be left here and i always offer this reassurance like i'm sure you'll know when it's ready to open your eyes 
And so I would just leave them to experience the fatigue, close their eyes, notice what else happens in the body as they do that. And usually what happens is something shifts, something changes, something is resolved. There's a new meaning that is created. There's a new thought, there's a new image. There's a change in the person's relationship with themselves and with the fatigue. And so this is where I guess the next question which you may be asking is, well, how do you know the difference? How do you know when you're coming up against some sort of fatigue that needs to be experienced versus coming up against some fatigue because you've done too much or coming up against some fatigue because you're doing some sort of physiological protocol? And and so here I would say is the way that you would know is if you allow yourself to experience it. So even though the doing too much fatigue might be different to the physiological detox or remove protocol fatigue versus a new layer of fatigue that is just arising that needs to be felt and processed and experienced, even though all of them might be different in some way, None of them should be pushed away. None of them should be disconnected from. None of them are necessarily wrong. All of them are there to be felt and experienced. And when you feel into the experience, that will probably give you the answers. So the feeling into the experience of the I've done too much fatigue, you may just actually come to that realization like, wow, I've been doing a lot and I've probably been doing too much. And usually when we give ourselves space to have that experience, there's usually a resolution that happens of some kind. And there may be a new insight that comes. There may be an ability to approach things in a different way. There may be a new awareness of our boundaries. There may be a new awareness of our edges. And just giving yourself space to experience that fatigue will then allow you to create a little bit more fine tuning that you can then carry forward in your healing journey so that those cycles of boom and crash no longer have to repeat themselves or they get you know shorter in duration and smaller in intensity over time because each time you're already taking the process and um, taking the time to be with the experience then when we look at the sort of increase in symptoms relating to the remove or the detoxing, if we allow ourselves to be with that fatigue or any of the symptoms that are arising, there again may be some sort of shift. There may be, you know, I can't dictate what, what will arise in your nervous system, but what I would maybe assume might happen would be that there's a little bit more compassion there. There's a little bit more, yes, I'm doing this protocol. I'm going to need to take a step back. I'm going to need to treat myself a little bit more gently. I'm going to need to honor my needs a little bit more deeply for the next few days. And then also perhaps a knowingness will come through if it does feel too much, if it does feel overwhelming and you need to take a step back, reduce your supplements, reduce what you're doing, discontinue altogether. 
and an okayness with, with, with whatever that decision is. Because sometimes we feel like, no, I must push through. I must do the protocol exactly like the practitioner said. And it can feel like a failure to, to stop or to do less. Um, but really allowing ourselves to have that experience and meet that experience. But often what we'll find is that there's more allowing and more compassion for just honoring what we need essentially. And then so the final example, which I've kind of already talked through, is this kind of sense of fatigue that arises when it's just a layer that's coming up to be processed. It's not because we're doing anything differently. It's not because we've done anything wrong. It's not because we've done too much. It's um, it, it could also potentially be just a little bit of fear coming through because healing is going really well. But it's just this kind of fatigue that arises and it's just there for you to be with. And I guess the very act of just connecting with it will probably let you know, oh yes, this is just here. This is just here. This is just something for me to work through. This is just something for me to be with. Um, and also the whole point of being with it is not to change it, is not to make it go away. It's it's just to regulate it, to be able to have some sort of sense of regulation within the fatigue experience, as opposed to dysregulation within the fatigue experience. And this is something that needs to be felt. But if I was to try to use some language or some words to describe it, it would probably feel more settled and less chaotic. So a chaotic fatigue is a dysregulated fatigue, where a more settled fatigue is a more regulated fatigue. So that was just a short one today. I guess if I was to kind of give you some actions that you could take away from this um, would be next time you're having an increase in symptoms or an increase in exhaustion or an increase in fatigue to take your time just to be with it to allow yourself to experience it and I appreciate that that might be very very challenging for some people and if if actually even coming into the body and allowing yourself to experience what's happening is difficult for you or you feel very numb and disconnected and disassociated and it's quite difficult um, to even feel anything at all that's what my nurturing resilience program is there to help you to do I also do that with do this work with one-on-one -on -one clients as well but all of that aside let's just assume you can come into to the body and you you can experience what's going on there that's all you need to do just notice what's there connect with it give it space and let the insights and wisdom of the body communicate with you and you know maybe you just set a timer 10 minutes five minutes even and you just lie down with no agenda except to be in your body and experience what's there so let me know if you try that. Let me know how it goes. And as always, um, please, if you've enjoyed this episode, leave a review on iTunes. Share this episode with your chronic illness community, whoever they may be. Maybe there's someone out there that you know needs to hear this message today. And I will wish you a wonderful fatigue recovery day and see you in the next episode.